Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to episode three of the Yellow Ribbon Podcast, sponsored by Brellis Recruitment. We, uh, we've got a lot to talk about, don't we, Harley? Yeah, we've got a huge amount to talk about. And uh, Rob, are you going to talk us through what we're covering today? Yes, we thought we would take a look at the kind of the main people that have been linked. Uh, obviously not good for a podcast, but I'm using inverted commas. Uh, linked with uh, the Walsall job. Um, we, we've kind of got four names that are the kind of the main ones, but we've also listened to kind of what you listeners have had to say of a couple of other suggestions that we'll briefly touch on as well. Now, I think as we're recording, Danny Cowley has gone to being the overwhelming favourite. So I think there's no better place to start than with the man himself. Now, I think it's important to kind of look at all like what the managers have done um, as well as sort of their their kind of style. So I think we'll start off with just looking at some of his statistics, if you don't mind, Harley. Go for it. Now, obviously, Cowley has done a lot in the non-league and he kind of has built himself up from his Concord Rangers days um, where... You know, he is a serial winner. He got quite a few promotions, I believe three promotions with Concord Rangers. Earned a move to Braintree. Did very well at Braintree, considering especially how they've fallen off since he's left. And then got the move where he's more kind of famously known for at Lincoln. Um, again, did very well at Lincoln. Um, won the League Two trophy and the National League trophy, actually, and an EFL trophy. Uh, and then kind of moved off to Huddersfield. Bit of a poison job, I think. Huddersfield's a bit of a... I, I don't know what it takes to be successful at Huddersfield, but I think just avoiding relegation to League One is, is good enough for them. Before then moving to Portsmouth. Now, me and Harley both feel that he gets a bit of a bad rap for his time at Portsmouth, I believe. Yeah, um, I mean, I can't claim to know that much about um, how things went on and went down at Portsmouth. I'm not a Portsmouth fan, obviously, so I'm not familiar with all, all of the ins and outs of it. But I thought he did a pretty solid job. And I think he was unlucky a few times. I think last season he was... Yeah, his side were in the conversation for uh, promotion and I think it fell away for him and I think he never quite caught light again. And I think uh, they obviously made a decision to let him go. But when we're looking at the stats, I mean, Rob can back these kind of this up, but uh, he did all right, to be fair. His points per game were decent. He was there for about two years. You know, it was a pretty solid job. I mean, yeah, you probably expect more from... Portsmouth in League One, given the size of the club, but I don't think he necessarily did a bad job. No, I mean, he took over in March 21, so you know, kind of, you're never really gonna achieve something in that kind of short spell of time, but he was in charge for 97 league games. Uh, I believe this is based off of league stats. Winning 42 of them, so and drawing... 27 only losing 28 so he's winning 
43% of his games and picking up nearly 1.6 points per game. Now, I think for me, that's obviously Lincoln, we know about kind of his his tenure there and how he really kind of shot them up. So I'm not going to go into the, the kind of the finer stats of that. But he, in his recent spell at Portsmouth, kept them fairly competitive in a very competitive League One. You know, there are big clubs in League One, especially when you look at this season, the fact that Sheffield Wednesday are missing out on automatics and they're going to be well over 90 points for that. It's, um, yeah, I kind of, I, I don't know whether it's because Portsmouth feel that they should have been in the mix. Um, sorry, Sheffield Wednesday are on 90 points with two games to go. Plymouth and Ipswich obviously promoted this weekend with 98 and 97 points. That is that's some big, big points returns to go, to go up in League One. And, you know, you look at the likes of Peterborough, who've obviously recently been relegated out of the Championship. There's Barnsley, there's Bolton, there's Derby. There's, there's big clubs in that division. Um, so I don't think it's an easier job as perhaps Portsmouth fans were hoping for. But looking at his, I think the most comparable is his time at Lincoln as to what his his role would be at Walsall. Very much um, on a, not on a, on a strict budget, but on a budget, um, getting them back into the, the Football League and moving up through League Two. You know, he's, he's the right sort of appointment. But would you say he's quite similar to what we've, kind of been going for in recent times yeah it would be more along the lines of the Daryl Clark Michael Flynn route which I don't think is necessarily a bad route I think that he'd um he'd be yeah he would be quite similar which I don't think is a bad thing I think potentially that's what we need whether he's the person that we need is you know up for debate but uh, yeah, I feel like amongst the kind of options we're going to talk about, potentially the safest bet of those would probably be Howley. Yeah, I think you, we kind of spoke on the last one about clubs going for the opposite of what they've gone for. And I think we'll, we will definitely be getting on to a couple of those sort of options. Cowley, I think, would be a stable appointment. Um we know, obviously, that it'd be the Cowley brothers, we would assume, because it's been the pair of them going going along. One thing that we touched on um, before recording that I think is, is worth noting is playing style. And Harley, I'm going to let you, you discuss this side of things. Yeah, I mean, I think that in terms of the style of football, I don't think it's a million miles away from what Michael Flynn did, perhaps a little bit more progressive. The kind of the area that I was kind of looking at that kind of drew a little bit of a red flag was that uh, Cowley's preferred play style is a 4-4-2. Now, Flynn has built this squad and we are going to have quite a core left over from this season going into next and Flynn built it for a 3-5-2. So it kind of leaves us with a lot of questions as something's going to have to change. Is Cowley going to try a new formation or are we going to have to 
kind of chop and change this squad to make it fit with what he wants because we don't have any wingers at the club, really. I mean, Tom Knowles is the closest thing you've got to a winger. We don't have any traditional fullbacks, really. Hayden White, but whether he's going to be here next season, you don't know. It does raise some issues, as well as we've got quite a few midfielders that wouldn't fit a 4-4-2. I look at someone like Hutchinson, where would you play him? Because I don't think he really suits a two. I feel like he needs two players behind him and someone to play up to. So it kind of creates a lot of questions there. So it would be, if if he was appointed, it'd be a really kind of interesting kind of situation we put ourselves in. Because what, what do we do? Do we sacrifice some of our players, some of our better players, or the manager? I think that's the that's the key thing. It's a couple of the players that have been our better players, you you suddenly go, well, they don't fit the system. And I feel that if you if he wants to play a four four two, it's going to take a couple of windows to get that right because it's going to be another summer of wholesale changes or Maybe not as wholesale, but a lot of changes because we're going to need, you know, three wingers coming in. We're going to need probably a couple of right backs to come in, unless you decide that Riley's going to be playing at right back or is Riley going to be a right mid. It's it's then it's like you said, it's whether we sacrifice some of our better players or whether that was just the system that had worked for him at that specific club. He might walk in and and kind of look and go. Actually, I want to play four two three one, and I've got players that are more likely to do that. I don't know. That's just an example of a four three three. It. I don't know. What. What does kind of open up a bit of interest for me is Cowley's reputation for a good old set piece goal. I think. It's an area that we've severely been lacking, especially when we played with three big burly centre-backs who, you know, are good, strong physical presences in both boxes, but haven't really made the most of it, in my opinion. Yeah, it's the same old story every season. Um, We usually get promised that there's going to be more goals from set pieces because in the modern game, it's so huge. You look at a lot of the teams that are higher up in their leagues, respectively, is because they get those cheap goals. And I don't mean that to discredit those other goals in any way, but they are effectively cheap goals because from corners, free kicks, stuff like that, it's they're not the goals that you're not necessarily meant to get. And if you can get more than anyone else, that's a huge bonus. Yeah, and I think when we've been struggling for goals full stop this season, it's it's a, a trick that's been missed. You know, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want us to be a, a Tony Pulis West Brom where, you know, when they were in the Premier League and all they they would do is play for a set piece and and kind of score from them. But it's an element of our game that we we been severely lacking on now something that might 
I know that he's the bookies' favourite. Um, but given that he kind of has only briefly been in League Two when kind of going through with Lincoln before obviously then spending time in the Championship and League One, what are your thoughts regarding would he drop to League Two? Yes, this is the kind of the problem child of this person being put forward is that yeah he's been managing in higher leagues and coming towards the end of the season there is going to be a host of clubs in league one that are going to be after him i know that he's been names been put forward for the veil job already yeah it depends where he kind of sees himself does he think that he can still do it and turn around a lower side club in League One? Or does he want to try and take a, maybe a slightly better team in, in a lower league and see if he can get them up and take them up through League One? So it kind of it's it's what he's after really, what challenge he thinks he wants to take on, and ultimately who's offering the most money. So I think that it's hard to say. I mean, I could definitely see him drop in, you know, to like a Port Vale or someone who, if they just about stay up, he can kind of turn around and get playing well next season. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah, I think, and also, it wouldn't surprise me if at the moment we're sort of having conversations with people, but they are simply waiting to see what jobs are available at the end of the season. Because, like you said, there's going to be a lot of teams that if they're relegated into League Two, into League One, miss out on promotion, playoffs, there will be the, the the kind of end of season move around. And I think with Cowley, he's got the CV that, you know, I, I'm not, I'm just looking at, at examples. If Cambridge get relegated, if an MK Dons get relegated, they might get rid of their manager and look, for someone like Cowley to get them back up. That being said, looking in League One, there's some some clubs that aren't kind of around the playoffs that might look for a change of of manager or you know the the likes of Oxford or or like you said Vale Burton. Clubs might want to freshen things up in the hope of staying in League One or going further. And I think we have to actually sadly be quite realistic about our situation if a team come down into league two that have got a bit more money are they more likely are they more likely to attract cowley because they're fresh in the division or the fact that we'll sort of finish pretty much bottom third for a third fourth season in a row you know it's Kind of getting, are we are we too far gone? And that's my yeah. concern. Someone that might be kind of a bit more of an appeal for us at the stage we're at is David Artel, who spent five years at Crew managing to get them promoted into League One. Obviously, things didn't work out for him in League One with Crew. 
but he could be someone that should Walsall decide to give some time to a manager could actually build a squad. I think Artel, he's quite a pragmatic manager. I think it's um, it'd be a process, and I think that potentially the football wouldn't be the most exciting, but it would be more likely to get results. But I think it's we'd have to buy into it more than so than we did with Flynn. And by we, I mean the club. I mean the club would have to give him time. I think he's an interesting option. One thing I will say is that he spent a lot of time at Crew and he did a good job with Crew. Um, also, one thing I think anyone's really mentioned—not that it's a massive factor—but with him, you know, managing at Crew, he probably didn't. He probably lived quite close to Crew, and Crew's not particularly far away from Warsaw, so relocating wouldn't be an issue because he wouldn't have to. Um, he's only really had the one job, hasn't he? Which is the one thing that concerns me because. Maybe things just clicked at crew for him. You know, he understood the club, understood the ethos. Can he do it again somewhere else? I don't know. I think it's a risk, but I think he's one of the better options on the list as well. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I remember watching crew when they got promoted out of League Two and he was playing some really good football. Um, I do think that... His style from memory was a 3-5-2 with the likes of Harry, I don't even know how you pronounce his surname, NG, Harry Ng. Um, Ng that's, um, he obviously was sold, Harry Pickering was sold. They kind of went up to League One in a very similar position at Forest Green were, where a couple of their better players were cashed in on, which never helps. Um, that's always a sad thing to kind of to kind of see. Um, his style of play does get brought up quite often. Um, committed work like hard working teams, or I say teams. Five years of crew, he had several teams, but I think he he will. Even if the football's not pretty to begin with, will get a team running through walls. Mm. And I think actually that might be a good thing at the moment because you're not going to develop a style straight away. Not not one that clicks and can be played week in, week out. But if he gets players that are willing to put bodies on the line, never give up on the cause, then that will win him a lot of favours early doors and actually win the, the players a lot of merit with the fans because it's something that has potentially suffered or we've struggled with is that connect with the players recently. Um, I agree with your point about only one, one club, um, obviously, especially with uh, our departed manager uh, being in a similar situation. Do you do you think that Traveller are looking for someone that will, or that that they will commit time to someone, or do you think they they will if there's I think was the word incremental growth or something like that I can't remember their actual their wording but if if 
you know, if he came in and we finished 13th next season, would that merit him some time? Or any manager time, actually? Yeah, I think that's... It's an interesting conversation, that, because I think that's what they kind of... That's what they angled at with Flynn, wasn't it? They said, yeah, if we just have a solid season, get get a good season under our belts and then see what we can do the season after. And they haven't done it. Yeah. There were factors that meant that they thought that the best thing to do was to let him go, whether it was or wasn't, we've talked about before. But, yeah, I'd rather they... I'd rather the club could have go one way or the other. Because there's kind of two ways of looking at the league right now, is that you can either... Go for a manager who can win it or get promoted in their first season. Yeah, like someone like Richie Wellens, Steve Evans, um, Daryl Clark. They all kind of did it in one season. Yeah, you can try and get someone like that in, or you can commit to someone long term and see where that goes. The club needs to be clear on what they're looking for. I think to the fans, they need to tell us. And I think they need to stick to their guns. If it is, if they do choose to back someone long term, then I think that they need to come out and say, look, we're looking for a long term appointment, whoever the man is, when they say, yeah, we want him here for a while and we're going to stick by him. Unless it gets yeah. to a point yeah. where it's ridiculously bad, we're going to stick by him. Yeah. Worth noting as well that. Um... Artel bought uh, Donovan Daniels to crew and who's mm. part of the promotion winning side. Um, and as well, I didn't realise crew stayed up for a season. They finished mid table and then uh, again, more departures uh, of their, some of their key players. For me, either Artel or Cowley, I, be- I think could do a good job. Um, again, given time, given backing, I'm, I'm pretty sure Artel played a three-five-two. Yeah, Curry. I think when I was looking at on transfer market, it said his third formation was it's something like a three-four-one-two or something like that. So, like basically a three-five-two. Yeah, which is like you were saying before, with Hutchinson playing ahead of a two in midfield, would be that formation. Um, yeah, but whether that is too similar to what we've just had or not remains to be seen. Now, the third one on our list, someone who would be quite a different appointment, um, is former striker Kevin Phillips, who uh, I'm going to call him unreliable Nico. Um, rather than reluctant, Nico, uh, linked, linked again. I'm doing the the fingers in the air. Linked Phillips with a, a move to Walsall. I don't believe that there was any kind of link there, other than I think that uh, is it Alan Nixon? It is, isn't yeah. it? Then Alan Nixon thought it might be a good fit. What? What are your thoughts on Kevin Phillips, who's only had sort of a... He joined South Shields in 
January of, and he joined January, what am I on about? He joined uh, in the summer, last summer at South Shields. I think he did a good job with South, Sh South Shields from what I've heard. But that's quite a step down from where we're playing. So there's no pedigree there at all in terms of managerial um, careers at this level. I think that people buy into it because he's a bit of a legend and he's played a lot in the Midlands as well. He's played for Villa, like Birmingham, I think. There's like a few different um, West Midlands clubs. You know, he's kind of been there and done it all within the West Midlands. But I don't really see how the appointment makes sense because I think we're in a bit of a mess and I think we need someone to come in and clear up the mess. And I don't think he is capable of that right now. No. I think the thing is, I think that in the future, he could be a good manager and he could be a good choice for us. But right now, he's absolutely not what we need. We need no. someone with we need someone with vision. We need someone with direction. We need someone with experience and someone who can steer the ship. Because you know, these owners, they aren't football club owners that have been there and done it for a long time. They're new to the game and having a new manager as well who doesn't know what he's doing in this league, I think that just spells danger for me. So my thoughts are that as much as he's probably a decent manager, I wouldn't want to take a risk on him, personally. No. Um, firstly, it was January uh, of 2022, so kind of had a year and a half there. For me, the biggest thing is, and it's a couple of comments that I've seen from South Shields fans. Now, I'm not going to pretend to, to you know, say that I know what his style was like or what his kind of uh, trademarks of a, of a manager were at the club. A lot of people felt that it had run its course. And this was from a man who got them not only promoted, but champions. For me, if you are not particularly bothered that the man who made you the champions of, ooh, what league was it? The... Uh, was it the Northern Premier Division? Possibly. Uh, yeah, Northern Premier Division. Then there's an issue. There's obviously something going on. And what I got the vibe on from just reading, and this is purely from reading comments on his sort of departure from fans of South Shields was that there wasn't really that much of a connect between him and the fans and that he kind of just did his job. And also they were quite a big fish in that league. So I don't think it was even a surprise that they got promoted. Now that's, you know, that's kind of concerning. Um, yeah, they they've been in the Northern Premier Division for five seasons, from what I can tell, uh, and they finished second the year before. So I'm assuming that it's either a playoff from there or um, only one goes up. The fact that he took over a club that finished first, uh, that finished second, 
and then he got them to finish first. I think they're fairly well off in that level. I'm not, you know, I'm not kind of surprised. That... Yeah, it just, it feels a bit like he kind of just did what was expected and the fans are like, great, time for someone else to come in. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know, it doesn't sit right with me. No, no, I agree on that. Um, However, I'm sure, I'm sure that he'll do well somewhere, but I don't think he's right for us. No. no. I would like to, though, throw a bit of a curveball at you. Mm-hmm. Go on. He has coached at Leicester, Derby and Stoke. Mm-hmm. He's been involved in high league coaching setups. Does that kind of redeem him or does it make him an interesting coaching slash assistant manager option? I think the thing I keep coming back to is I just don't think he's ready. I think that he potentially has the beginnings of a good managerial career. I think that he's had a good football career under 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 him. He understands the game well. He's taken up some good coaching positions. He had a successful spell with Southend. But he's very fresh. He's very fresh to management still. And I think that'll curry him some favour, all of these kind of accolades that he has. But it's not good enough yet. Which... I kind of feel is the general consensus of Walsall fans. Um, we looking at the kind of the poll that we put out today. Um, we've recorded slightly earlier, so it's still actually going. Eighty-three point four percent said that they would like Cowley. Um, this is surprising. said they would like Artel. 5.2% said Kevin Phillips. And then 5.5% have said that they would go for Matt Sadler. Now, we we haven't really spoken about Sadler yet, or we haven't spoken about Sadler. Personally, I think I would rather have Sadler staying in than bringing Phillips in. But yeah. should Artel or Cowley want the job, I would have them over Sadler. That's my personal view on the situation at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. And I think everybody pretty much will agree with that. I don't think Sadler is ready yet. And I don't think he can lead in the way that we need him to. So I think that he, him and Phillips are at a similar level in my estimations. So I'd rather take the man that is already there over someone who would have to come in and learn the ropes. But an actual experienced manager, you would take any day. Yeah. Now, before we read out some of the kind of listener uh, points or questions, I just wanted to touch on a couple of people that were raised, or one in particular, actually, that was raised by a couple of our listeners, of Brian Barry Murphy. Now, I don't um, I don't particularly know a lot about him, 
Um, obviously, his time at Rochdale was when we weren't in the same league as Rochdale, which obviously makes it difficult, the fact that we won't have seen him play. I know that he's the manager of the City sort of development squad academy. I don't know how you kind of want to put it. But ultimately, he got Rochdale relegated out of, out of League One. And I just don't know whether he seems the best option. Yes, he's done well, or will obviously no doubt be doing well at City because they wouldn't have him in that job. But in terms of lower league football, I feel like it's going to be a Matt Taylor appointment where he tries to play an academy brand of football that just doesn't work in the division. I don't think that Brian Barry Murphy uh, is really what we need. I think it kind of falls under the Kevin Phillips kind of uh, situation that we've just covered. I I just don't think that it's what we need right now because I don't think he could fix the mess that we're in. Yeah, I, I really want to trust these young and upcoming managers and give them chances. But we are staring down the barrel of non-league and we have to get this next appointment right. We can't keep messing this up because we will be relegated at some point if we don't sort it out. Yeah, I think almost someone like a Phillips or I'm not talking about them the, the, these two in particular, like specific, but the likes of a Brian Barry Murphy, the likes of a, a Phillips, work when perhaps a squad's doing well and a manager's left for, I don't know, to go to another job or something like that, where they're kind of coming into something that's already working quite well, whereas we really aren't working well at the moment and we we are rudderless. The final thing I just wanted to touch on before we kind of air some listener views is there was a a, a very tenuous link made with uh, David Unsworth at Oldham. And I'd just like to say I spoke to someone who is very in the know with Oldham and they said that there is no way that it's happening and that it was a very... I think uh, someone who's a bit of a toxic Oldham fan uh, who made that link and it was a fake rumour. So at least we've debunked one of them. Right, on to our listener, well, I say questions, it's more points of view. Now, I'm going to start with Jason Winnell, who has said that no manager can ever guarantee promotion, but Cowley knows the lower leagues and is due another successful period. After the last five seasons, we need to get the best manager we can. And for me, Cowley fits the bill. I think he will fit in at Walsall with the fans as well. No ego. But he then goes on to say, let's face it, until Vale appoints someone, we probably won't get the best man available. If Cowley has a choice between Vale and Walsall, who do you think he would choose? League one or league two? Probably not Walsall. Kind of what you were touching on there, actually, before about, about a Cowley. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that pretty much wholeheartedly. I think that we have to look at what we can offer a manager and give him the best package possible and see if it's good enough to compete with 
some of the League One teams. I mean, maybe we can say that we'll stand by him. Yeah, we'll we'll give him more time than potentially other clubs might to build something bigger. Yeah, but we are competing in a lot with a lot of teams, and there aren't many teams worse off than us. But there are a lot of teams better off than us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John Sadler, and I think he uh, kind of sums it up, and I'm, I'm going to add in a disputed dust uh, comment as well. So John said, I'm finding it hard to be bothered about who the new manager is. It happens so often, I'm bored of it by now. But out of these, probably Cowley. And then disputed dust said, I don't have faith in the board to make the right decision. Hamlet hasn't made a good football decision yet. Now, see why I added this comment in. By the way, great pod. Keep it up. Thanks, Disputed Dust. That's very kind of you. Mm, I will. We love that. We love good feedback. We do. We like any feedback, actually. We'll take any yeah. feedback. Yeah. Um, Sufyan has said, I feel like Artel is the most tactically promising, but understand his ways will take time and not give immediate results. I think, yeah, I think we've, we've kind of, said a very similar thing it will be again that we said when Flynn came in patience needs to be given if we're going to see results yeah pretty much um we're gonna to have to back someone at some point and it's just whoever that man is we hope that they make the right decision because I feel like they really are going to have to back this next manager long term and give them what they need and keep them where they are for as long as possible. Yeah, right. I'm going to read a couple more out just with a couple of different views. So Lee Reynolds said Cowley would be my first choice. He mentioned Brian Barry Murphy, but we've kind of already spoken about that. Um, Liam uh, Arrowsmith has said Cowley's style is long ball. It's a sideways step from Clark and Flynn. Feel like we're going around in circles until our inevitable drop out of the football league. For me, it's got to be Artel and give him a couple of years to change the system and style. David, uh, right? I think I said this last week. Ick, Ike, Dave, if you're listening, can you just can you just tell us how to pronounce your surname so we don't butcher it each week? Um, have a read up on each man. It's a no-brainer. Has to be DC to Cowley with his brother as assistant. But the board have really got to be behind him 100. percent to me, Flynn was an obvious choice, and I know we were on a dreadful run, but it was never a one-year project, and his legs have been chopped from under him. Um, Mark Riggan, I'm torn between Cowley and Artel. I think Phillips would be a backward step in what could be a huge next season. And then our final viewpoint is Robert Peets, who said Cowley, backed up by Richard O'Kelly and Sadler. Now, we kind of feel that Cowley would come in with his brother as assistant. Do we want Matt Sadler still behind the scenes? Um, yeah, I don't see why not. I mean, he knows the inner workings of the club well now. And uh, I think he's young enough and impressionable enough that he can kind of work under anyone at the moment. O'Kelly, I feel like... He'll have his own ideas about how things should be done and potentially he may clash a little bit with the Cowley brothers, so I couldn't imagine him sticking around unless it's in a different role. 
Yeah. Um, I agree. I would. I would definitely keep Sadler. I think there's been multiple managers now that have kind of come in and praised him. Um, I think he was as a coach under Clark, player coach. Clark spoke highly of him as a coach. Matt Taylor spoke highly of him as a coach, as did Flynn. And I think that consistency is a good thing. That obviously three three different managers have said that Sadler's a good fit, then obviously needs to be kept. My thing is, I don't know what what, what the O'Kelly situation is going to be. I mean, a lot of people have kind of, or from what we've seen, have said about him as a director of football. But that that massively depends on, like, would would I, I'm obviously because these are the people that have been linked. But would obviously I think Phillips or a Sadler would probably like O'Kelly there in the setup. Would Cowley want a director of football? Would um, Artel like a director of football? I don't I don't know. I don't know what the setups have been at their other clubs. How successful that had been. Um, for them, I think it's an interesting one because it kind of depends on who you go for and whether whether do you put O'Kelly, have you kind of said to him, this is what we'd like to do and hope that he'll then help with the recruitment or yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know the situation. What's your what's your opinion on it, Harley? Um, I think it's a tricky one because I don't know. It depends on how you define director of football. What what does he do or she do? Because you look at a lot of top clubs and it works really well. But we've had one in Jane Fullerton and it really didn't work. So I think it depends what they're overseeing and what they're going to change and how they're going to go about it. Because you need someone who will be able to kind of provide vision for the club in a footballing sense. But you don't that's... want them to clash with the manager. You don't no, want them that, to... That's where... Sorry to cut you off there, but that's yeah, exactly the point that I feel that we need someone in that, whether it's a technical director, whatever the, the role is defined as. Because... There's not a lot of football experience in the club, uh, the, like in the hierarchy. I think Tomlitz shown that from a financial point of view, he's very much done a good job. I mean, just looking at the accounts and the, the difference between what also lost and what other clubs have lost is is a big thing. Travella are new to this. I, I feel like it it there needs to be that guiding light but like you said it's a very it's a very fine balance then between mm. director of football technical director whatever that that kind of role is and then the manager because you know director of football uh, can be there for recruitment but is it the players they want or is it the players the manager wants and I think probably the appointment that went on kind of with Matt Taylor and uh, with Jamie Fullerton that's just 
I think it's put people off probably at the club having that, but probably because it was the wrong, <laughs> wrong, uh, yeah, the wrong fit. Yeah, I think that there is a world in which I feel like any manager could work with a director of football. But it depends on that relationship, how controlling the football, the director of footballer is. I think that if you look at things, if they take a... I think what this club needs is potentially a director of football who looks at the kind of philosophy of the club and works with the academy to bring the academy into line, to get the right coaches, managing the right teams, to bring through one kind of fluent philosophy within the club, to start bringing things together to make sure that all of the training facilities are the best they can. If the things that we can change, we change them. We get the right people in the right jobs. <laughs> and kind of leave the manager to it. Maybe help out with transfers. If, say, the manager wants this player, then the director of football can help to go get that player. But I feel like where Jamie Fullerton was coming in was he was going, oh, we want this player and this player and this player. And I think it was kind of who Jamie Fullerton wanted more than anything. Yeah. I feel like Matt Taylor yeah. kind of bent to his will a little bit and that didn't work. Yeah, I think kind of with everything that we ended up hearing about Fullerton, I don't think it was a surprise that it was a young, inexperienced manager that came in. Because I feel like Flynn and Clark wouldn't have stood up to... I would have no. stood up, sorry, to to Fullerton. Anyway, let's not let's not depress ourselves even more by talking about that. We've got just over a week left of this season that I think every Warsaw fan is hoping will just be over with sooner rather than later. So we will be bringing you an end of season retain release special. Um, that will it'll be a slightly different release schedule. Um, obviously, we will be doing our main ones on a to release on a Monday, but I think our next one will probably be either late Monday, uh, the eighth, Monday the eighth, or on Tuesday, the ninth. Um, obviously, we're expecting that list to come out pretty quickly, so we want to get that out to you fairly quickly. But we just want to say another massive thank you to everyone that's listened to the pod that shared it, that has, you know, kind of spread the word. And we just, yeah, really want you to continue doing what you're doing, everyone. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening on whatever platform you are listening on. If there's any platforms you want us to bring this to, leave down in the comments. If there's anything you want us to cover, leave it down in the comments. And keep leaving those likes, follows, subscribes, whatever. On, on your platform, those five-star reviews. We will see you all as the season ends or once the season has ended. And I, I actually have a smile about that. I'm so happy that it will be done with. And we can get on to an exciting summer with a new manager. And hopefully we'll be able to bring you some exciting news over the summer. Isn't that right, Harley? We'll leave it there. Yeah, a little teaser for you there. And um, we're not gonna we're gonna say anything more than that. So uh, you just have a kind of uh, and I mean you the audience, not you, Rob. You just have a little kind of think about what that could be, and uh, I'm sure you'll find out soon.